This podcast contains sensitive content which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it. The podcast. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And we are back from what feels like a several month hiatus. Isn't that right, mom? Yes. And yet this is our season finale of season two. (laughs) In Um, terms of finales, as far as finales go, so far it's a little lackluster. It's what they call in the literary world anticlimactic. Well, we don't know. It might get better. True. But we are going to be taking a pause as we prepare for season three, but we also have the burdensome task of doing the Christmas cookie videos, uh. which almost killed which almost <laughs> killed both of us. It almost killed so. our relationship. And yeah. our our hearts and minds. And I think body. we had three hours, or was it four hours? How many hours did it take? The actual video? thing took over six yeah. hours. We didn't even think, record the whole thing. I think by the, the end C- of it, we had like three or four hours of footage. The CEOs of Skype were like, "How much longer with this call?" <laughs> We ended last year with a with a definite finale. Absolutely. But um, I think it was in September because then when you and I were in Hawaii together in November, we were able to continue that relationship. And how often have we heard from him back? Uh, not much. We've not heard much on the Matthias front. But yes. I do know that he is reading all of our messages. We are at least getting confirmation of that. So I will say we had some ideas of what we could talk about this week. And one of the things that we were thinking of talking about was how your subconscious... Murder. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are, you know, those are the most popular podcasts. You True know that, crime right? podcasts. Yes. yes. And yet my desire to not be a true crime podcaster outweighs yeah. my desire to be a popular podcaster. So, okay. That's a good, yeah. that's good. Can I tell you a secret? I, this podcast for me has never been about ratings or views for me. True. It's just yes. been about, just been about being with you on a weekly basis, chatting that's up a right. storm, talking about literally nothing important. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. We've talked about something important every podcast. Oh, that's I true. mean, every episode. Okay, okay, you're right. Covered- you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. You're right. We talk about important we, stuff. We all try the time. to. We land on a theme somewhere. <laughs> we sort of fly around and finally fall on something. Mm-hmm. 
The people who oh. do the true crime podcasts in my brain are willingly putting themselves several steps closer to murderers <laughs> and people who are like, who haven't been caught, who are like still out there. True crime podcasters, in the same way when Netflix does tell all specials about crimes that went unsolved slash people who were never convicted, like all of mm-hmm. these specials, you know, we watch them now and it's like exposing people for crimes that they weren't exposed for back then. And so the people who do this exposing, I feel like put themselves on the line as far as being the people that the murderers have to blame for being exposed. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I would never mm-hmm. willingly put myself in that kind of danger. Yeah. Just, yikes. These are murderers. These people are murderers who were never caught. Why are you saying your name and then their name in the same sentence and then publishing yes, it? Yes, we prefer to make enemies in a lower rank. We 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 intentionally make enemies with people who we want our money back from. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Hey, didn't you just Wait. get a great refund? Yes, tell I was going to tell, tell you tell about that. Oh my. Well, I purchased a item that broke and it was over $100 because oh, it was... That's the um, worst kind. Yeah, it was a special... Um, <laughs> You're trying to not get in yeah. trouble with the company. <laughs> I, <laughs> so true. You can tell. Is it a patented product where, that nobody else sells? Yes, pretty much it is. Oh, okay. In any event, I contacted Amazon and I I ordered it through Amazon and I was like, this product broke and so I can't figure out how to contact the manufacturer. so has our relationship. Please give me my (laughs) money back. No, I, I I was just basically like, it, it was expensive enough that I'm interested in repairing it. Can you tell me how? Mm. You know, this was like the chat. I prefer the chat. Mm. The only reason I went on the chat was to find out how to get a hold of the manufacturer so I could get a repair because I knew I was outside the refund window ah. with Amazon. Uh-huh. So the, the chat guy says, oh, you know what? No, actually, we can just replace this totally and oh. it's no problem. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so nice. And so we go through everything and I'm like, so he's like, just one second, I'll, I'll do all that for you. Do you want? Do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He comes back. You're outside the window, actually, for oh the, word, the replace. I, I was like, um, yeah. So that, that's, that's why I'm here. Started. <laughs> you know what? If you could scroll up on the conversation and look at when we first met. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I hate that. I know I'm outside the window. It's like, anyway. I, I know. it's, And I always do that too. Whenever whenever I do those chats, I always outline every single detail of the situation. And then they always inevitably email me back and they're like, hi, how can we help you today? And I'm like, just read my first message. <laughs> it's infuriating. I, so anyway, I was like, I get that. That's why I was asking for the manufacturer because I want to repair it. But I said, you know what? I'm also wanting to talk to a supervisor at this point because I'd worked up my desire for the supervisor over that last chat. And also because while the person was doing all of whatever they were doing, I was researching online and realizing that this same product had broken at the same time for multiple people. So I chatted in there saying, you know, even if I can't get my money back, I want it advertised that this product breaks at the same time for everyone. Since you've got eight people saying it breaks at the same time. So I'm typing all this, typing, typing. And they're like, "Mm, well, you know, I can transfer you to supervisor, but they're going to say the same 
same thing, which is false. Yeah. Because Pro tip to anyone I mean, who has ever not continued after that point, the supervisors never say the same thing. True. So I was like, yeah, you know, even so, I feel I feel like there's a wrong happening <laughs> I here. I appreciate and your concern about my time that I wouldn't want to waste with a supervisor who is supposedly exactly. going to say the exact same thing as you. However, I have taken it under parchment <laughs> and decided that I will indeed continue. And I would like to formally, cordially inform you that I will be pursuing this and continuing. Exactly. So I was, you know, very much, very similar. Like, yep, I'd like to take my chances and um, escalate me. And then there, and then of course, when you show that you're setting your boundary and you're sticking to it, they're like, okay, fine. Here's the supervisor. You know, and then you lose that person completely. The person who previously was very dedicated to yep. sort of <laughs> is now mad. Anyway, and then to go to their manager. Yeah, in comes the supervisor, and so sometimes you feel like you're going to be berated, but no, not. So the supervisor comes on and I said, do you need me to repeat everything or do you know where we're at? (laughs) Can you you scroll? At this point, I had like 20 minutes of chat with this person. So the supervisor's like, oh, just give me a minute to read. So I'm like, "Mm -hmm -hmm." (laughs) anyway, they come back and they're like, we're going to refund your money. I was like, what? I mean, it was almost too quick. I was like, are you sure? Nice. Like, immediately and then after that was over i was like thank you so much that that's so helpful these are hard times anyway the survey comes up and i wrote a glowing several paragraphs nice. about this person truly i want to reinforce that kind of yeah, customer service same. i always that do that made me, i was touched i was i was moved i was shocked <laughs> and i got my money back normally i have to fight harder but in this case i no i love that i, I love um, when they come on and they're like Okay, we understand that you're not going to give up and we are waving our white flag yeah. immediately. Yeah. I mean, I've been a longtime customer. Look at all the products I've purchased and none of them, almost none of them have I returned. And <laughs> not, not I, none, but almost none. But not none. <laughs> I'm not going to say I've never I, done this before because I have and you can see that I have. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so that was my that was my story. Well, so one it, thing that we have to say is Happy New Year to yes, our listeners. Happy New Year. Happy New Year listeners. Do you have any fun New Year's resolutions, Mom? No, but I did see a meme that said that as of January 1, hindsight is officially 2020. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that funny, but... (laughs) I'm laughing at you responding to it. It's tolerably amusing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, sorry. I'm not I'm not the best at fake laughing. My real laugh is so vivacious that it's really tough to fake. You know what I'm saying? It's tough to fake it. Yeah, you, people know when you're lying. Yeah. I'm glad that you don't have any New Year's resolutions because I'm not a huge believer in New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I, feel I would like, agree. Yeah, because first of all, I put enough pressure on myself at every other point during the year. Yes, and I don't need to cool. add anything on, especially like, why would I ever want to start a new period of my life? If why would I want to start it out with extra high expectations of myself? Like, no, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Maybe for some people, it is a time when they feel like, oh, well, I'm safe to put pressure on myself because everybody else is, you know? Yeah. And so oh, because most people aren't as perfectionistic of constantly correct. putting on themselves. Yeah. That makes sense. 
And we were talking about why we thought you might be like that or why sometimes. <laughs> hey, we were why talking sometimes, about why we are like that. Don't you put that on me now why, people are listening, you nut. Why sometimes trauma survivors might be like that because with trauma, if you do develop PTSD, you have a hard time ever letting go of memories until you get some help with that. And so talk about what you were saying about making memories that aren't perfect. Yes. Well, we were talking about this with our beloved Aunt Debbie. I was just going to say, we are planning on having her on the show, the three of us, so we can update y'all on our 90 day challenge. We are on day 40. For real? Oh yeah, Yeah. we are, aren't we? Have you felt like quitting? Oh, every day. How many days have I felt like quitting? 40, exactly. As of today, (laughs) I've thought about quitting exactly 40 days in a row. What has kept you in the game? The fact that you guys are doing it and I don't want to fail. I don't want to be the only one of the three to not complete it. Honestly, the thing that helps me is the fact that we email each other after each day. We do. We We do daily check-ins, which is very fun. I do love that. Anyway, what were you saying about that? You were talking to me and Debbie about it. Oh, we were talking about, uh, so we have two rest days per week. And each rest day, we do like guided meditation, journaling, like mindfulness session. And we do like light stretching. But uh, we were talking about our personal commandments, kind of like our life mantras, or why don't, why don't we share a couple, Mom? How about that? Would you would you want to share a couple? Well, one of yours was... Um, well, I'm not, I'll talk about mine when I talk about mine. I was wondering if you well, wanted to share That's where we get yours. started on the topic of perfectionism, that oh, okay. sometimes trauma survivors fall into perfectionistic thinking, you know, because you, we can't let go of memories as easily as people who are not survivors of trauma. Oh, that's so then any new memories that you make have to be perfect, or else you're going to be feel like you're going to be stuck with them. But most people don't, don't struggle with feeling stuck with memories. They feel like, you know, stuff happens and they just let it go. Yeah. If, if I recognize in a moment that I am currently making a memory that will potentially last forever and it's not perfect, I really, really have a hard time sometimes. Now I will say I did have perfectionistic tendencies before everything happened with uh, my surgery and even with my leg, Uh, but they definitely, I think, got more triggered after all of those things happened. And it can really, I can really get hung up on is everything perfect or is something wrong in my memory? And if it is wrong, am I going to be remembering it forever? Is that so yeah, I can definitely get hung up on that. And that's a little bit difficult. So I think that I uh, made my my commandment imperfect memories are still worthwhile. And they Mm -hmm. I just it's better to just accept a memory for what it is rather than have to do black and white thinking, which is a cognitive distortion, I believe. No, you can have an imperfect memory and still have taken the opportunity. And one of my um, statements that I like is disappointment is just a feeling not a destination. That's so good. And it's you're not locked up there, you can just be disappointed for a minute and then go back to living your best life. Also, someone can feel disappointed about something you did, but that doesn't make you a disappointment. Mm. I think that's a big, big thing that I had to learn that to give someone space to be disappointed in me doesn't mean I have to accept the destination of being a disappointment. Um, Another one for me was taking a run usually helps. So yeah, that one's exclusive to you. I cannot think of anything worse than trying to take a run when I'm already feeling bad. For me, it helps a lot. It just uh, about 30 minutes of being outside in the fresh air. I've never I've tried to run several different times in my life. I've tried to get into running. And I just find it so 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 hard to control my breathing. It's like my legs could go Mm. forever. But my breathing is just like out of control, huffing Mm. and puffing as the day is long. Are (laughs) Are you laying down on the ground right now? No. 
Oh. <laughs> Why? Why are you laughing? You, you just sounded more like you were in your nap mode. <laughs> are you sure you're not laying I'm down? I'm always in nap mode. No, but I did complete a task last night at I 1 a.m. that I, I have been working on for, tired. for months and months and months. And then I finally finished it last night. And now this morning, I'm finally like entering relaxation mode. You know you were lounging. I am lounging, but I wasn't laying on the floor. That's what you'd ask me. Oh, well, mm-hmm. but I could tell. I know your voice so well. I could tell your esophagus was horizontal. (laughs) (laughs) What were we talking about? I forgot now. We really... We were talking about my commandments. Here's another one of mine. Uh Being ordinary is normal and a good thing. Being extraordinary can be an oppressive thing. And what do you mean by that? Like wanting to always be unique can be oppressive or do you mean like how how is being extraordinary oppressive this came from a lecture that i listened to about a well i didn't think you drank it but okay (laughs) (laughs) lecture that i listened Um, to oh really i'm pretty sure that was the only that's the only way you can get lectures it was a lecture (laughs) that i absorbed through my pores And through this lecture, I I heard. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to transition to the content without saying "listen to" or "heard." But anyway, the person said she works with parents who put too much pressure on their children and who do not uh, who struggle with unconditional acceptance and allowing them to have space to become who they are. She said this statement, and it stuck with me. When parents do this to their children, what's really going on is they have failed to unconditionally accept their own ordinariness. Hmm. Yes, that's that great. Yeah. So they're trying to become extraordinary through their children. Through their children, yes. And yeah. so a lot of times they're building their children up to be extraordinary when. In fact, they also need to be helped <laughs> with accepting their ordinariness. And I thought it's not a, a thing that we talk a lot about. Like, how will we cope with being ordinary and yeah. do that in a really healthy, good way and to be content and to be still thriving and mm, yeah, that finding being average what's important to not, not average, but ordinary. I mean, average too, but I guess, you know, average is a little more like stigmatizing. One thing that you definitely don't want to do is give up your love of correcting people because that's pretty much a staple <laughs> a staple of your personality I am, I am an extraordinary corrector Correct. of others yep. <laughs> that's so bad no, it's fine. I think everyone is unique. Could you be extraordinary without comparing yourself to other people? You know. Okay, I'll go back to my next commandment. Uh huh. <clears throat> this is a this was a big one for me. Wait, hold on. I want to um, talk about that a little bit more. Do oh, you what? for real think that everyone is special? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like believe everyone, everyone is different. That's true. But is everyone you. special? Well, everyone is valuable. Let's say that. How about that? Can we agree on that? I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Equally valuable? I would disagree. But does everyone have at least some value? Yes. Everyone has incredible worth and value because they're a human being. That's what unconditional I agree that they have incredible worth and value as in not credible worth. (laughs) (laughs) No. Amazing. Everyone has astonishing (laughs) worth and value because they are a human being. Worth and value is not something that you earn. It's something that is bestowed upon you for being a human. So, yeah. Yes. 
Thank you. The theory of unconditional acceptance is founded in the idea of instead of trying to impose your opinion or change someone's mind to be able to treat them with worth and value because they agree with you, start by treating them as if they have worth and value and engage their perspective, not by agreeing with it, but by unconditionally accepting their worth and value, even though you disagree. Yeah, honestly, people ranking other people's worth based on their opinions about things is just the lowest human practice I can possibly think of. Well, an unconditional acceptance would say there's absolutely no reason to decrease someone's worth and value because it's intrinsic. There oh, may be that word from? There may be reasons <laughs> that you can't, you know, because some people are obviously unhealthy or they might be scary or they might lack boundaries or they might be refusing to honor your boundaries. You may not be able to be around around someone but you don't have to hate them or treat them like they're worthless. You yeah, so, you don't you don't have to like someone or be friends with them, but you also don't have to throw them in the bin just because you don't agree. And the only time that I ever will lose respect for a friend is not if they have a differing opinion, but if they get angry at me for not having their opinion. Because that I think is the most immature sophomoric response you can have to another adult ever. My thoughts are my thoughts and yours are yours. Why do you even ask me? Like, why are you interested in my thoughts if all you want is a repetition of your own? Yeah, oh, that's so a good point. The people who are good at unconditional acceptance of others are first have to be good at unconditional acceptance of themselves. If every time I mess up, I'm like, ew, I hate you. Yeah, you, know? you can't turn on yourself. So true. If you turn on yourself, you have a really hard time sitting and tolerating something coming out of the other person that that scares you, you know, like if when someone has a, a perspective or a belief that you really feel like, oh, that's, that's harmful, like for society or even for the person, it can be hard to tolerate that in yourself to tolerate those feelings. But if you can tolerate it and you can stay curious and you can stay open, not open like, oh, keep an open mind. Maybe they can change your mind. No, if you can stay open to valuing the person. Hmm. While they have a perspective on you even that is false. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like the, the biggest test of this is if dad, for example, has come to me with some information about me that I don't want to hear or that I totally disagree with to be open to him and to stay engaged and connected to him. For example, when he would say something like, I really don't like that you put knives in the dishwasher with peanut butter on them. Peanut and I know that- knives. Whoa. Flashback to my childhood. Get your junkola out of the dishwasher. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, and what, what goes on in my head is, oh my word, how can that be important? What in the heck is a dishwasher for, if not to clean the peanut butter off of the knives? Your dad is coming up the stairs right now. What is happening here? All I heard was my wisdom and authority being challenged. So unconditional acceptance is is being willing to validate first. I want to say, how can you put peanut butter above me? But instead, if I can have the wherewithal to be like, you're going to be okay, Kim. Like this is something that you do. Mm -hmm. It's kind of embarrassing that it's been 
how many ever years you've been married and you've never been able to figure out how to get the peanut butter off the knife. I do. I'm kind Uh, of surprised that that's still an issue. I really do know how to get the peanut butter off the knives. I just... While you can bring yourself to be unconditionally accepting, you cannot (laughs) bring yourself to put in the extra 20 seconds of work of rinsing off the peanut butter. The reason, of course, is because then your fingers are going to smell like peanut butter. So your options are stand there, stand there and take five minutes which is a danger to your tongue because it's a knife you know and also it's not the most attractive thing to <laughs> licking peanut butter off you don't want to use your fingers because you don't want to go around the day with peanut butter hands yeah well you can't, I you can't say- use the washcloth and the water doesn't work so it is a bigger problem than people realize it is. it's difficult my go-to comfort food happens to be a piece of peanut butter toast uh, with peanut butter is there anything that beats and a little toast and some skippy peanut butter on top and a little cup of cereal with milk that's my go-to snackadoodle so it, it's not a problem that happens you know just mine once is a month. bowl of pomegranate seeds and i only just discovered this week a new way to get pomegranate seeds out of their shell and it only takes me like three minutes now and i'm so pumped wow that's awesome we don't really have those here except for like once and a yes, little do you nut they're an american fruit. all of our pomegranates are imported from the usa what yeah they're a cold oh. fruit i think okay well anyway we're getting far afield of the topic so anyway If I can first, even though I want to say all that stuff about peanut butter, I can first, before I get my feelings validated, validate his feelings that that must be hard to to be continuing to deal with the peanut butter knife problem. And I validate that and I care about that and then get my feelings validated. That works a lot better. The one thing I love about Skippy is how sweet the peanut butter is. However, we don't have it in this country, so I haven't had it in probably... Oh, you should have told me that. I would have put it in a care package. No, it's not worth it. It ain't worth it, boo. Plus, my comfort food, as I said, is not peanut butter toast. It's a massive bowl of pomegranate seeds. Or, if I have the motivation, two entire pomegranates worth of seeds. All right, back to my my sayings that Uh we've had to come up with for our challenge. Mm -hmm. Making mistakes is a part of being human. Mm, So true. Don't let the turkeys get you down. Love that one. That's from my mom. Mm -hmm. And try kindness first. And if kindness feels that, what's your second second plan of attack? (laughs) Understanding. Okay. <laughs> somehow, I, somehow I feel like that might not be fully honest. You know, the fact that you try, try kindness first, not just like always be kind. You know, most people's like always, always be kind, always prioritize kindness. Mom, no, mom is not ready to commit to constant kindness. She says, try kindness first. And if at first you don't succeed, try another tactic. <laughs> Try manipulation. Um, okay, and here's here's the one that's really, really big for me. Mm-hmm. My happiness is no one else's job but mine. And other people's happiness is no one else's oh, job. Oh, my word. The way that you wrote that. So we've been, all three of us, me, Mom, and Aunt Debbie, have been writing each other emails every day, checking in, telling each other how the workouts went, or in this case, how our mindset sessions went. And Mom said, my happiness is my job, and Dad's happiness is his job. I thought that what you meant that you find your happiness in life through your job and so does dad and i was like oh what? no what no, 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 no what on earth is no. that mean? <laughs> that's terrible i know I was, and you were like this one was life-changing for me i was like i bet it was golly that's terrible <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, poor Aunt Debbie probably is worried about yeah, me. Probably. Like you gotta learn to have better sentence oh. construction, less amb- ambiguity. My word. Oh my, my happiness is my job, and Dad's happiness is his job. We, we hate each other, but we find each other tolerable purely because our jobs are so satisfactory. <laughs> no, <laughs> that it's my job to be happy. That if I want to be happy, I have to do things to build and maintain my own happiness and contentment and joy. And so that's it. Those are mine. And you only shared one of yours. What are some of yours? Well, I think honestly, the biggest one for me really was things don't have to be perfect to be worthwhile. That's that's awesome. Thank you. What I wanted to ask you was we're in 2021. We are at the end of season two. What does season three hold for us, Anna? Well, I think that we should redirect in season three. I think that each episode should be a different story of a traumatizing experience for someone. And then you and I should talk about it, the different elements of it recovery tools, things like that. That's what I think. Okay. That sounds like a great idea. We are going to workshop season three and Uh come back at you. We're still working on our book. And Anna, I really want 2021. That puppy needs to go to a publisher by the end of this year. It's January. No New Year's resolutions. Okay. But well, I still think we can do it little by little, little by little. Hour by hour. The whole reason we started this podcast was because of that book. So true. And I, think, and I think that's part of our problem. We've gotten, we, we've gone forward with the podcast and we left the book back at the starting line. It's so true. we got to get back on that. So it's true. But anyway. you and I have also been extremely busy in our personal lives and it's a lot easier to record for half an hour than it is to work with a partner who never responds to my emails about the book <laughs> and about my new ideas about how to organize. So true. It's me. Thing. We're co-authoring it and we have very different writing styles so it's not like we can blend them together it's it's a big challenge and I have but- come up with the solution no it's not a, that's not that big of a challenge i've figured it out boo and it's just that putting it into practice that seems the insurmountable wall for wow. half of our we partnership need to get back on it with this podcast <laughs> we're getting back we're getting back on that wall mm-hmm. and working it Mm-hmm. Uh, less less Animal Crossing, more book. No, That's never have less. Are you kidding me? Less Animal Crossing? That can never be a resolution. Take that back. Animal Crossing is the one thing I will never feel guilty about doing. Okay, we're going to continue doing Animal Crossing. If you haven't started Animal Crossing yet, please do. But we are so thankful for all of our listeners. Happy New Year. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for staying with us. We will see you next time in season three. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And we will see you this year. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.